Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Cancer can take away all my physical abilities. It cannot touch my mind. It cannot touch my heart. And it cannot touch my soul. And those three things are going to carry on forever. It is V-Week at ESPN when we partner with the V-Foundation to highlight the urgent need for cancer research. This is game-changing research that helps save lives. And you can join the fight against cancer by visiting v.org donate. 100% of your donation goes directly to cancer research. Welcome back to Get Up. We're coming to you live from the seaport, brought to you by Gray Goose. And we have had a lot of fun in the first hour this morning. So let's do another one. And let's start it off by playing a game of more or less, looking ahead to the Bills-Patriots game tonight. Damian Woody, one and a half touchdown passes for Mac Jones, more or less. Oh, man, this one. I'm going to go with more. I think that, listen, I think they're going to, Sometimes when you have a little momentum from a game, it can carry over. And I know they're going up against a different type of defense, uh, you know, more important defense in the Buffalo Bills. But I think, you know, with the time the time off, I give, has given the Patriots some time to figure things out. I think Matt Jones is going to have a game where, listen, he's going to have to go toe-to-toe with Josh Allen, and points are going to be at a premium. Bart Scott, 82 and a half receiving yards for Stephon Diggs, more or less. Oh, more. This is disrespectful. He's already over 1,000 right now, 84 receptions. This is a man you don't stop. You just hope to contain. This, I understand Bill Belichick forces you to play left-handed. But Gabe Davis makes you pay a price that can make you pay a price even faster. So I think you look at Stephon Diggs, his connection with Josh Allen. They're, um, you know, shake and bake out there. He's going to definitely have over, you know, 82 yards. Those two are certainly glad they found each other. Tim Hasselbeck, 266 and a half passing yards for Josh Allen, more or less. To say more, I think he's going to play right-handed and against Bill Belichick. I think that's what he's going to do because he's a right-handed. Okay, this is a good Patriots defense, but you just look at the last few times out. Like, Buffalo has had their number. Last two games, they haven't even punted. You said that yesterday, Dan, and I was like, wait a second, that right? I mean, I just, he does a lot for them. They have so many weapons. I, you know, we talk so much about Stephon Diggs. They had other good receivers as well. Uh, so, I, I just think that, I think it's more, I think they continue to roll, to Every, be honest. Everybody said more. A high-scoring Thursday night game? I don't Bring know. it on. Well, both these teams played last Thursday, so they're not on short weeks. So maybe that, that can happen. There you go. Anyway, the Bills season rests on the, uh, the shoulders, specifically the right shoulder, of Josh Allen. Uh, to start the season at Caesars Sportsbook, his odds to win MVP were plus 650, and they got even better throughout the season after he had a hot start. They peaked at plus 120 after week eight. The, the Bills were 6-1, and one, but since then, his play regressed a little bit. He got hurt a little bit. His odds have slid all the way to 12-1 to one, uh, entering tonight. So, look, we go back to the beginning of the season. We go back to September. The Bills are the Super Bowl favorites. Josh Allen is the MVP favorite. They're obviously still in the mix, but they're not in first place. Uh, in their own division, they've actually lost a couple games in the division. Has Josh Allen's season been a disappointment so far? Not at all, in my opinion. And every you know season has its own 
you know, identity and, you know, he was injured. He's injured now. He's gritting through it. And, you know, that happens. You know, I, I give him credit for, for saying, hey, I'm going to stay out there and fight for my team because he put his career at risk. When you talk about a UCL injury, could go to Tommy John. You know, he gritted it out. Listen, he, he does whatever this team needs. And to me, that is the true definition of an MVP. I understand that he's had some, you know, some um, turnovers and inopportune times. You know, but that's just him being aggressive. And if you play this game long enough, you're going to go through bad spots of play. But I still believe in Josh Allen. It's just that Mahomes is playing at, a, at such a high level that we forget that Josh, Josh Allen's right behind him. So it's not that he slipped out of that top spot. It's that Mahomes went past yeah. him. What do you think, Tim? Yeah, I don't think it's a disappointment. Look, I think the fact that he's played through the injury is kind of remarkable in some ways. You know, playing with a brace on your throwing arm. I've never seen a quarterback do it. He's done it twice. Uh, I, I just think the other aspect of it, too, is like we have these expectations that every game is going to be amazing. That's just not the case. Like Patrick Mahomes last year through the first eight games of the season was leading the NFL in interceptions. Mm-hmm. And I don't think anybody was like, ah, what a disappointing year for Kansas City or Patrick Mahomes for that matter. Like some rough spots, sure, but they put so much on him. Every game isn't going to be perfect. To me, it's not a disappointment. I think he could still end up winning the MVP. Sure. Still end up winning their division. Still end up being, you know, at least in my estimation, a team that has a very real chance of winning the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah there's more season left, I think, than people sometimes realize. Yeah, yeah listen, I, I think for me, the only reason I had said, you know, disappointing because of the because I go back to – I still had that, that vision of the divisional game, how great Josh Allen played in that game. And, and we know about – listen, we know about the turnovers, and I, and I get all of that. But I will, I will agree with, with Tim in this aspect of Josh Allen has everything in front of him right now. You're talking about all these games in the division. You're playing – you're going to be playing all these teams. These you got, you got to play the Jets again, okay? You got to play the Miami Dolphins. You got to play, obviously, the Patriots tonight. So – at home. Too. At home, right. You Like, you literally playing all the teams that are, in my opinion, the best division in football in prime time. And so, if, you, if you're Josh Allen, you go out there and you ball, bam, we, you know, he's right back in the discussion as far as, you know, MVP candidates. Yeah, you got a, you got a chance to dominate against the teams that are your right. stiffest tests. Uh, so, that would help. Look, the Patriots beat him in Buffalo last year, that windy Monday night yeah, game. That is, yeah, you, that is, yeah. yeah, that's a mulligan. Seems like yeah. they made him mad, uh, and Buffalo has crushed him the last two times. What do the Patriots have to do tonight to win? I think they got to muck it up, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. Like, they can't go blow for blow with the, with the Buffalo Bills offensively. Yeah. They just don't have that type of offense. I think they got to muck it up. Their defense has got to play outstanding football. You know, try to obviously try to turn over Josh Allen because he has a propensity to do that. But – their best chance, in my opinion, they got to run the football, muck it up, try to keep it low scoring, and see who comes out, you know, in the end of the game. Yeah, I agree with Damon in terms of, like, how do you do it? You want to slow the game down and find a way to steal possession, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that's really – and I think one of the reasons, like, we've seen, you know, Buffalo at times not look like what we expect them to be is like, well, hey, they turned the ball over in the red zone. Like, right. you know, yeah. that happens. Like, the, the, the point, you know, swing that you can get out of that ends up being significant. So, yeah, I think that's – Look, that's what it is. Easier said than done, but it feels like that has to be the method. You play keep away, right? Him Beasley sent me this stat that um, Buffalo is 30th in the league in, in plays and drives. You know, they give up at least six plays per drive. That's 30th in the, in the NFL. So you talk about the Patriots want to run the football anyway. If you can sustain that drive, the best way to defeat that offense for Buffalo is to keep them on the sideline, and you can do that if you continue to get three or four yards of chunk running the football. 
Supposed to be cold and clear tonight in Foxborough, but not windy. I, I think we'll, we'll see what happens. If well, Buffalo turn the fans on. Maybe if Buffalo has to punt, we'll find out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> about the wind. Our next stop is Green Bay, where it's also cold and sometimes windy. And the Packers are four and eight. They're playing in Chicago on Sunday before they get a much-needed bye week next week. Their quarterback is still Aaron Rodgers in spite of thumb and rib injuries. Uh, but as their season spirals down the drain, Rodgers talking about the possibility of what could happen if and when they're eliminated. Look, I'd love to finish the season out, and, um, but I understand, you know, this is a business. And, you know, there's a lot of us kind of older guys uh, who, you know, play a decent amount or they might want to see some younger guys play. So, you know, hopefully we don't have to have that conversation. But if that conversation comes up, you know, I'll approach that with an open mind and, and uh, you know, without any bitterness or resentment. You know, obviously, like I said, I want to win out. And, but, you know, I, I understand if we don't, that that's a possibility to have that conversation. So what he's talking about, right, is, is you saw Jordan Love there, who was the first-round pick two years ago, came in in relief of him when he got hurt uh, last week. So the conversation has been, at some point, when they're eliminated, if they're eliminated, we assume they will be, do the Packers need to get a look at the young guy? Do they need to sit Aaron Rodgers down and get a look at the young guy? How do you think that goes? Yeah, I mean, I like what Aaron Rodgers is saying. He needs to approach it now with an open mind, but an open heart. I mean, I think he needs to allow some little love in, in the building, right? And I think Jordan Love, it's time for Jordan Love to be able to be evaluated, right? Because this is a young man that's sat behind Aaron Rodgers for three years. Much like, you know, Aaron Rodgers sat behind Brett Favre for three years. But I think the time is now. I think, you know, even if Aaron Rodgers comes back, I don't think they're a legitimate threat to win a Super Bowl unless they make some major investment, something that, you know, Green Bay hasn't traditionally done. They don't spend top of the dollar to bring in outside guys. They kind of develop from inside. So unless they change their, their plan of, of doing business, then I think the best thing you can do is trade Aaron Rodgers. And, oh. Tim, I see you over there with that little hawk eye on oh. me. Listen, I think because you look at what Seattle got for, for, for Russell Wilson, what could you get for Aaron Rodgers? Oh. You can get two players, two first-round draft picks, and build a foundation to move this organization into the future. Moving on from, from a great quarterback is always difficult, and um, it's never a right time. The Russell Wilson trade's not looking like a great It's looking great for Seattle. It's looking great for <laughs> Seattle, though. Hey, guys, look at what that looks like. It's looking great for Seattle. Seattle got their two starting tackles. Yeah. Uh, 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 should be a, uh, a pro bowler this year. Yeah. And, and receiver, I mean, at um, – at a cornerback. Yeah, two starting cornerbacks. And they still and, and they're going to have a high running pick. back. Yeah, they're all they're good. I, I, I mean, here's the deal with that though. I mean, Russ wanted out. Both both parties. Yeah, 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 yeah. Look, there. yeah. Look, I just think when I when I look at this, I don't know why we're in such a race to like if you were the Green Bay Packers to run Aaron out of the building. Like I, I, I mean, here's the deal. He would have to walk away from sixty million dollars to retire. No. So like like. I just I don't see him doing it. I don't care if he's made two hundred million dollars, sixty million dollars is a lot of dough. So I just I don't see him walking away from it. I also don't see him walking away this year with this taste in his mouth of how this season has gone. And like I, I think the idea that you need to see Jordan Love, like that was gonna happen if Aaron didn't go and have two MVP seasons. Like that that's why you drafted him. It didn't work out. You misjudged the timing. Like you don't need to make it worse by essentially benching Aaron Rodgers to figure out if you're going to go with Jordan Love in the future. Like, I just, I don't see it that way. Aaron Rodgers is one year removed from winning the MVP. Yes. He's two years from 
removed from winning his one before that. Like, he's been that good. He could throw 45 touchdowns next year. Like, hey, maybe they go get T. Higgins. You know, maybe they go do something like that to make that a really good football team. I just, I want to be in a race to all of a sudden play a guy instead of Aaron Rodgers that I don't know. Look at what's happening in San Francisco. Oh, we got to get rid of Jimmy G because, like, he can't be the guy. Let's get Trey Lance. Trey Lance can't even stay healthy. Now they got Jimmy G back, and we're talking about, like, hey, they got a chance to go to the Super Bowl. Why are we so quick to run off Aaron Rodgers? Because you have to. Uh, well, listen, Aaron Rodgers. First of all, Aaron Rodgers was the one, you know, wavering in the offseason. Yeah. Going out and doing all. So, I mean, like, if you're Green Bay, do you want to continually be stuck in limbo? Like, okay, well, we got to. We got to wait on Aaron Rodgers. What, what, what is Aaron Rodgers going to do? At some point, as an organization, don't you got to start? Like you, like, you play now, but you plan for the future. At some point, you got to see the guy that you traded up for as an organization. You literally traded up for one specific player, and that was Jordan Love. You need to see what he can do, and you have the perfect hey, so listen, out. Then, then you have the perfect sign him out. The deal you just signed him That's to. what I'm saying. Sign hey, him. These deals don't mean anything. Come on. Yeah, he's, listen, he's, he's, he's got do. 60 million guaranteed. Listen, you want to make this decision after next season when you, you have an out? Sure. You didn't but if you make it this year, if you make that decision this year, it, it, it the, 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 conditions, the, the conditions are perfect because he had a bad season. It's hard to tell to your fan base that, hey, you know, we, he had a good season. We're going to get rid of him. But the same thing happened with Brett Favre. Why, why did they get rid of Brett Favre? They got tired of him tired teasing. Of waiting around. And they got tired of teasing, sure. him teasing free uh, uh, retirement. And the same had, thing that Aaron is doing. And they had Aaron Rodgers. That okay, the and they may have Jordan Love. Listen, LaFleur, everybody was on board with bringing this young man in, so they must appreciate his talent. You think, now you have to develop and cultivate you're, you're it. You're saying that like, like, like teams just have the decision on great players to be like, you know what, we're shutting you down. You guys both know that some guys earned we'll take, the right. We'll take ownership. To, to, yeah. Some guys that have earned it's, the right to be like, nope, I don't really care that you're telling me you're shutting so me down. So he's basically like, saying screw the future. No, but he's saying he's got an open mind and no bitterness or resentment. Open your heart. I'm not sound like him. Open your heart. That's why I was looking at you. Open your heart. I was like, who is this guy talking about his heart and all this? That's why I was looking at you. What happened to Bart? You're so rigid. That's all you ever hear about Aaron is no bitterness and no resentment. such a tender heart. Bart Scott. <laughs> when we come back, we're going to talk, dad now, man. We're gonna talk about <laughs> different quarterbacks besides Aaron Rodgers. All of a sudden, Joe Burrow and the Bengals are in the thick of a playoff chase. Are we overlooking Joe Burrow as an MVP candidate? And it's gone from bad to worse to worser in Denver? Who wrote this? Is there anything that can be done to fix Russell Wilson? I'll ask the experts, and we'll see if the tease gets any worser. Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. 
Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, let's do some QB quick reads with our QB, Tim Hasselbeck. Tim, why aren't we talking about Joe Burrow in the MVP conversation? I think we're not talking about because he got off to a slow start. Remember, had the appendectomy to start the season, you know, right before the season. They lost their first two games. He throws four picks. He sacked 13 times. And he plays in Cincinnati. I mean, I think that, like, I just, I just being Fair real, enough. like, I think it's like, so all the momentum for some of these other guys, guys, we typically like talking about the franchises that have more national fan bases. I think that's why. But if you look at everything else, he probably should be in. On behalf of the show, I have to say we love our viewers in Cincinnati. Uh, anyway. Got Chili. Got Chili, baby. Skyline Chili, great ice cream. Let's go. What's the best fit for Jimmy Garoppolo next year? Look, I... And there are a lot of really good fits for him, and there are a lot of openings for him. And so, listen, it could be New Orleans. I mean, think of the opening. It could be Tampa Bay. I'm in New York. You know what I mean? could be New York. I said, what's the Jets. best one? About the Jets, the Giants. Like, is there a best one? Like, I think any of them are good because, but for him, for the team, any of them. For him, I would probably say Tampa Bay. All right, way to go. We finally got you to an answer. Who will be the Jets quarterback next season? Uh, not Zach Wilson, and I'll give okay. you a, a more clear answer. I think Mike White is in a competition for the job. Interesting. Mike White! And so, um, look, I, I think when the Jets made this move, I think it, it ended the Zach Wilson conversation. Mm. You know, I, I think it did. That's why I actually thought it was premature. I, I would have let him go a little further, where I knew, I, like, there was absolutely no turning back. We might, see, have let him, might have let him see what he could do against that Bears defense. <laughs> well, we, well, we're going to see if the hype is real this week because yeah. now he's going to play against the varsity and expectations are high for Mike White. I had Mike Marks on my show yesterday. And he, told, he said that he saw Kurt Warner. I'm, <laughs> I'm not making this up. He said he saw Kurt Warner and Mike White, his ability to get the ball out of his hands quickly. He said that's not an accident. He says this guy reminds him of Kurt Warner. Well, that we will rally behind Mike be White and play good football. Speaking of the Jets quarterback situation, yesterday on the Chris Rose show, uh, sorry, the Chris Rose football show with C.J. Uzama, Uzama, the Jets tight end, gave some details about Zach Wilson's apology to the team after his comments to reporters uh, helped get him benched. And then I texted him on Tuesday night, just like, hey, man, like, obviously, you, you know, you, you rub the team the wrong way. Just I'd say something if I were you, like, whatever, um, just just kind of address it. And he did. And that was big of him. Like that to me, especially after Solace said, "Hey, like we're gonna we're gonna make a change for right now." Just like getting up there, like very emotion, like emotional, and and yeah, he he apologized to the team, put the onus on on, on himself and on his shoulders, and he he gained a lot of respect from the players for, from from that gesture. What do you think, Tim? Sounds like they have a lot of 
tender, tender barded, <laughs> open your ten, heart. tender hearted <laughs> players in that Jets locker room. With sweet apology, just opened up their hearts, and you know, who knows what's going to happen now? I mean, what do I think? Like, look, that's great. Here, here's what I think about this situation. Mike White had played great last week in bad conditions. Good matchup for him. I get it. He probably plays great against the Minnesota Vikings. It's a good matchup for him. If Mike White does not stumble at any point, right. you can't turn back. And quite honestly, if, if Mike White has three good weeks, and then next thing you know, then he has a bad game. Is that his leash? Just no. one game? No, you gotta no. Stay with that's him. not his leash. But let me tell you something. You even heard T.J. Uzama just say it right there. Oh, you know, when, when Coach Sala told us, you know, we're going to make a change for right now. Like, it's like this assumption that, like, hey, you haven't played well enough. You haven't earned it, but we're going to give you that opportunity anyway. I don't think you can do that. I really don't, especially if – look, and he doesn't have to be Kurt Warner, especially if he's given him a chance. If Mike White's given him a chance, you can't turn back. So, like, listen, the apology and stuff is great. Yeah. All, all that stuff is, is – that, that's great. So Maybe it shows team. some maturity. But you got to get a chance to get back in there. Yeah. And if – and then when you do – Look, you, you might, you know, have, you know, touched some hearts, but you got to play well, too. Yeah. If this team is, has a chance to do something, you got to go to Flacco. I mean, like, he played well at the beginning of the season. We're talking about the New York Jets having an opportunity to go to the playoffs. That's good for that young group, whether they get bounced in the first round or not. It's good for experience. It's good for their brand. And it supports everything that Joe Douglas has done. They need this on their resume. Yeah, listen, <clears throat> the apology stuff, that's great. That's all great. At the end of the day, all players care about who's going to help us win football games. Yep. Who's yep. going to help us win? Yeah. Who's going to get me the ball? Elijah Moore. And, and, like, and, I, and I just go back to all you got to do is just watch those guys' reactions mm-hmm. during the game and post game. That's all. That to me told the whole story about how this team feels. About talking what? about Mike White and as opposed to Zach Wilson, it told the whole story. Yeah, that's the Heineke effect. Boom. It's exactly where I was going. Great like, to think of life. Listen, like at some point, like you just look at it and you're like, listen, who do I want to be in there with? Who do right. I want? Like, who, do I want who, who do I want to be in the trenches with? Who like who's giving it everything? Who like and like it it feels like based on the reaction, feels it's like that right Taylor now, Heineke effect. It feels like right now for the Jets, that's Mike White, uh, as unbelievable as that may have been uh, at the start of the What's season. His name? Mike Wayne! <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about the basketball again. <laughs> LeBron James and the Lakers are hosting the Trailblazers last night. Let's uh, LeBron with his pregame thing, with the chalk and everything's fired up. Under two minutes to go in the second quarter, Lakers are up by one. LeBron's going to find Anthony Davis in the paint. Davis knocks down the two-pointer. Lakers up three. Davis had 27. Final seconds of the half. Lakers up four. Give and go. LeBron with the big slam. Lakers up six. Midway through the third quarter now, Lakers starting to pull away, up 12, LeBron feeling it, draining the three with ease, that puts him up 15. Closing seconds of the third, Lakers are up 12, Russell Westbrook chucks one up from half court and drills it, it was that kind of night for the LA Lakers, Westbrook loving it, he finished with 10 points off the bench, under 7 minutes to go in the fourth, Lakers up 16, another three from LeBron who finished with 31 points, 7 rebounds and 8 assists in a 128-109 Lakers victory. So James, last night he got the win, but what was he doing during the day? Well, he's watching NFL Live because he tweeted yesterday afternoon, man, I watch NFL Live almost every day because I simply love football, but when 
but I watch it even more when Marcus Spears is on there. There's going to be no living with Marcus Spears. Oh, no. Dude, IQ of the sport is dope. Funny as hell, and you can tell he's just being himself. Don't be hating, just speaking the game and its facts. So, yes, when next time we see Marcus, I guarantee you that will come up. Three years ago, Lamar Jackson was the MVP. Has the Ravens quarterback gotten better since, or has something else changed for him? We will discuss. But before we do that, a little sneaky hembo time. This one's for Tim Hasselbeck. Tim, Lamar Jackson, who we were just speaking of, led the NFL with 43 total touchdowns, passing and running combined, in his MVP season. Which quarterback has the most since? Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network. All lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Back now. We got Sneaky Hembo for Tim. What do you got, Tim? Yeah, which you know, quarterback? I'm mean, saying a lot about quarterbacks that are good at running the football. You know, I was thinking Josh Allen. Yeah, because he says like pass and rush. Pass and rush. Like kind of Sneaky Hembo. But I don't think I'm talking a lot of Aaron Rodgers today. Maybe because Barton wants to run Aaron Rodgers off. I'm going Aaron Rodgers. He has won the MVP the previous two seasons. What is he from? 21 touchdowns this year or something like 19 touchdowns this year or something? What's he from? Well, the good news is you're close. Aaron Rodgers is second on the ah. list with 112 behind Josh Allen, who has 115. Oh, I talked myself out of it. You did. You talked like yourself out of it. We've all been there. Sneaky. It's Sneaky Hembo. That's what makes him sneaky. He didn't even have, you know, the guts to show up today I mean, and face you in person. So, I don't know. Very well done, Matt. I appreciate it. <laughs> Hembo. Time for a segment called Hope <laughs> or Nope. Tim, Tom Brady and the Bucks. A deep playoff run for them. Is there hope or nope? Uh, you know what? Listen, I, I said it earlier about Brady. They could go four and two. So I think, like, in, in some ways, like, some hope. Tom Brady in the postseason. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Look, he's 21 and five at home. He's Tom Brady. He's the best to ever do it. And so, like, is there an element of that for me where I think there's still hope? I, I do. I think there's some. You talked yourself into that the way you talked yourself out yeah. of the trivia answer. Bart, Derek Carr back with the Raiders in 2023. Hope or nope? Nope. Ooh. I don't think Josh McDaniels really likes him. Um, and also, you look at, you know, when he was with John Gruden, he was always on the bubble. He's a good, solid quarterback, but 
you know, I, I don't know, you know, if his future is long-term now. I know what that means for Devontae Adams and how much power he has, but this season has been a, a disappointment. they got to blame somebody. No Josh ain't going to blame himself. No guaranteed money left on that Derek Carr deal after this year. D. Wood, a Russell Wilson turnaround in Denver. Let's go. So open your heart. Oh, hope you love up. Hell no. Hell no, man. Listen, man, so much of Russ's game, you know, from Seattle, man, was about – you know, maneuvering outside the pocket, deep shots, all that type of stuff. But I think, man, as Russell's gotten older, man, you just, that that quick twitch, that that athletic ability is, is, is waning, and now he got to play from the pocket. And we see right now what Russell Wilson looks like playing from the pocket. It's not a good look. There's no, I don't know if there's a fix to this. We right could now. do a month's worth of shows <laughs> on what a catastrophe this thing in Denver has turned out to be, but. I'd rather listen to what Russell Wilson and Coach Nathaniel Hackett had to say yesterday about reports that Wilson has started to already lose the locker room. Listen to this. I think that, uh, first of all, uh, you know, everybody wants to win. We all want to win. I mean, I got great relationships in that locker room. Uh, so whoever's trying to tear it down, uh, you can't. To me, it's all gossip. I mean, I know how this locker room, we have a fantastic locker room. Um, when you look at a guy like Russ, I mean, he's unbelievable. I mean, I've never seen somebody work that hard. Russ is awesome, and we just need to do better as a team. It's that simple, and all that stuff, you know, it is, it is what it is. Um, you know, I love Russ. So that's, Boy, that it, that's how it's going in Denver. Really? Hey, uh, D- Damian Woody. Uh, he works hard. Nobody's worked harder. Yeah, nobody's worked harder than Russell. What do you think? Man, I don't want to hear all these. All these <laughs> hey, such a hard worker. And all like, do you think the defensive guys want to hear that? Hell no. The defensive, defensive guys is like, we out here. We out here. It's, it's like the, the, the movie. The pro, it's like the movie, the program. Mac was like, man, we got to go out here and pitch shutouts. Like, that's the way the defensive guys are like, yeah. you know, looking at the up a field goal. Right. Exactly. Damn, like, we gave they, they literally legitimately got a championship defense and their offense just. <laughs> this is a hembo stat from earlier this week. They've got they've lost four games this year where the defense gave up 19 or fewer points. The last team to do that was the winless Cleveland Browns uh, of 2017. So think about that. That's the company uh, that they're in. It, look, I have great relationships. Man, you just got here. How do you know you got great relationships? <laughs> great relationships. <laughs> I've been dating for two weeks. There. Uh, I just, how do you, what, what is, is there a, I mean, is there a fix? Like if somebody came in, like if, if, if a Jeff Saturday situation were to occur, and now you're the head coach. Oh, no, are you the, firing the thing you hack it, want it done? I said you it. Guys, you guys are keeping on me. What's the me way to earlier. fix it? <laughs> Listen, I, I don't. I mean, look, there's part that's hard for me to get off of. I like, I see Damien's reaction. I'm seeing what Bart's reaction is when he's there with his smile. Like, I right, great relate. Like, sometimes, like, you just got to be authentic, man. Like, you got to be real. Like, 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 Kennedy. like, it just doesn't Ooh. feel real. Like, I just, I don't know what else to say. It does not feel real. Like a script. The to only a way that I feel like you can fix it, I don't know. Like, go hire guys that he worked with in Seattle. You know, go like figure out a way to <laughs> like listen to Sherman. They don't like him I mean, either. No, no, I, I'm saying like coaches that I've worked with him in the past to try to fix it. Like, I more than anything, I mean, really, like that. I mean, that was my answer. But as I hear that sound and I see the reaction, and like to me, you like we're talking about like guys having to build trust. Yeah. We're talking about you know Zach Wilson having to stand up in front of the team and be like own it and 
in that type of that type of situation. Like when I see that and I hear that, like it's not real. Like That's we right. sit there, right. it's fake. It's and and you know, this is like we always talk about guys. And like, you can't fool the players in the locker room. Like yeah. players see right through any type right. of BS. Listen, I think everyone's seeing through it. Yeah, no, yeah. High five and fake people, man. Like, I, I what do we do? <laughs> okay. But they signed him to a five-year contract. So you gotta do something, right? Like what what can be done there? Anybody got anything? I don't know if Nathaniel Hackett lasts. Like the coach is the last person to know if the if the player has lost the locker room. When you ain't in the locker room, how the hell you know what he ain't lost? <laughs> like they, listen, everybody that they've gotten rid of, listen, when I saw Judy and Melvin Gordon on the sideline talking that game, I knew it was a wrap. They was like, man, this dude is Bum salad. Right. I don't know what the hell is going on. What they do, they got rid of Melvin Gordon. They, they shipped him up out of there. And they would get rid of Judy if they could. Listen, one, you know what it is. Once you see players having side conversations. Or, 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 or giving guys a side yeah. eye on the sideline. He ain't got all those. Right. Last week, the dude yelled at him. Come on, man. Yeah. Show a pulse. And like, always. Man, and I say, and, and, and listen, I get and here's the thing. <laughs> Right, right. When, when you see stuff like that, that's only like 10% of what it yeah, really is yes. behind the scenes. So you can only imagine. Guys at like Applebee's like, man, this dude. That might be one All person. Right. Of what you what we have. You think they said bum salad? Is that what they yeah, said? Yeah. Bum. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. We have reached the conclusion that the Denver Broncos are completely hosed. So let's talk about a different team uh, and a different quarterback that may have a chance. Uh, much has been made about Lamar Jackson. You know, Lamar Jackson, the Baltimore Ravens. He won MVP uh, in 2019 at 43 touchdowns, as we mentioned earlier, eight turnovers. And the Ravens averaged 33 points a game that year. But since then, they averaged uh, not quite as many points per game. And Lamar Jackson just had his worst season last year, 18 touchdowns, 16 turnovers. We spent the summer talking about will Lamar get a contract from the Ravens. He did not for reasons that have – Probably nothing to do with play, more about like how contracts are structured, et cetera. Uh, but I was wondering, because this was a guy three years ago, his MVP, and we're talking about, you know, future of the league and how exciting a player he is. I feel like we've been talking about him the same way for the last three years, and I'm wondering if that's what we should be doing. Does he look any different to you than he did three years ago? Has anything changed with him? Yeah, I think he looks better. I think he is better. And so, like, that's what's changed. Yeah. You know, I, I think he is a better quarterback than he was when he took the league by storm. I think the difference is that everyone around him isn't necessarily mm -hmm. better. And the team isn't, you know, closing out games better. And they're not doing those things. But I, I don't think there's any doubt. Back when he took over and, you know, was, was playing great and we're thinking, like, this is the, this is the future of the NFL, um, like, the conversation leading into that was, can he play quarterback? Yeah. You know, so I think expectations have changed. And so now we expect him to be unbelievable and take over the game each and every week. And it's hard to do that when things around you aren't better than they were when you took over. And I think you hit the nail on the head, right? That defense isn't a championship defense. Wink Martindale has moved on and, and, and taken his football acumen up to New York. They haven't been able to close games out. So now his winning percentage doesn't look the same. And now you're saying – and then, listen, we're saying all this, and they've only lost four games. They lost four games right. by four points, and they were up by, they were up yeah. by double digits in the fourth quarter. Like, the things around him aren't better, right? Usually when you get a franchise quarterback, what do you do? You go get them weapons. The Ravens have failed to do that. He's throwing it to Marcus Roberts and, 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 and Duvernay. Now, I know they drafted Bateman, but that's, that's bringing a guy that you want to develop. They haven't went out and got him his A.J. Brown, his Stephon Diggs, his Jamar Chase. And until they do that, we aren't going to see the true untapped potential of Lamar Action Jackson. Yeah, listen, I, I totally agree with you, Bart, but I think also just from an identity standpoint, 
the physicality that the Ravens used to play with, mm-hmm. that's not, it's not the same anymore. Like, those boys up front used to be yeah. dogs and used to, you know, they used to impose their will on people. That's not the case with the Baltimore Ravens, like, particularly on their offensive line. Their defense is giving up, especially in the fourth quarter. So, I agree. Like, t- like Tim said, the pieces around Lamar aren't playing to what they what they were like a couple years ago to the standard that, that the Ravens set out for themselves. All right, so let's take it up a notch. If you were Lamar Jackson, would you want to sign there long term, or would you want to go somewhere else? Uh, listen, the, the grass ain't always green on the exactly. other side. They, like, like, they, like, think about this: the, the the whole organization has built this thing around you. Yeah. And they took so why would you? Why would you? Why would you take yourself out of that and go somewhere else where maybe the system doesn't fit you yeah. like it does in Baltimore? Like, I, I think. You can fix the things in Baltimore right. then, rather than take a chance of going out somewhere else where it's just a big unknown. And 31 other teams passed on you, and they moved back up to say that they believed in you, and that, that means a lot to a guy like Lamar Jackson. And to your point about the offensive line, it's not that they aren't capable of playing that way. They haven't been healthy. Ronnie Stanley, yeah. their outstanding left tackle, has been injured. They addressed the, the position with Linderbaum. They went out and got Zeitler from Cleveland. They have the players. They just haven't been able to stay healthy. Last week when they struggled against Jacksonville, because Linder, um, because um, Staley was down and out for that game. I, I just think this. like He's about to sign a massive contract. Yeah. Maybe all of it's guaranteed. And we're talking about, like, they haven't gotten receiver right. They have, like, you, you have to get it right yeah. to put the talent around them. Because once you sign him to that massive deal, right. then you can't you, – you better draft Jamar Chase because you can't go yeah. sign Stephon Diggs well, they, or A.J. Brown. They'll, they'll cut they one have, of those cornerbacks because they spent a lot of money in secondary. They have drafted first-round receivers for they him. Just they just worked. haven't been able to get him to work out. So we all agree that you'd rather have Baltimore's problems than Denver's. Uh, anyway, well, we have more to do here on Get Up. We have, but first, I want to tell you about the fourth annual Big 12 Big East battle. Tonight, we have two games for you. Number seven, Creighton, taking on number two, Texas, at seven Eastern, six Central. Then, number nine, Kansas hosts Seton Hall. Both those games are on ESPN and the ESPN app. Coming up on Christmas Eve, the Cowboys and Eagles are going to play in what feels like a huge division game. Will Dallas roll through their next three matchups ahead of that one? Plus, oh, we got a big man, tiny helmet. That's right. Yeah. Davey in studio, and that means we are smashing stuff. When we yeah, come on back. over here, Tim. Come get you some. <laughs> Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
That speech, don't give up, don't ever give up, has created what we're here today. A legacy that affects so many people battling cancer. And that's what Jimmy's done. Save lives. And he'll go on generation after generation. And that's a great legacy to have. It is V Week at ESPN. That's when we partner with the V Foundation to highlight the urgent need for cancer research. We're talking about game-changing research that helps save lives. You can join the fight against cancer by visiting v.org slash donate. And 100% of your donation, 100% goes directly to cancer research. Our next stop on Get Up Today is Dallas, where the Cowboys will be hosting the Fighting Jeff Saturdays on Sunday night as they remain two games behind Philadelphia in the NFC East. Dallas is a 15-point favorite over the Colts, according to our ESPN analytics. And it's not the last time they're going to be favored this year. Cowboys' next four games, mm. see them push for that mm. NFC East title. Specifically, these next three all look like winnable games against AFC South opponents that are at least three games under 500. Nice, juicy stretch of the schedule there for Dallas. If they get through that stretch, they will be, and they win them all, they'll be 11-3, and three, entering a Christmas Eve showdown at home against the Eagles. And you see there, our analytics favored Dallas in that one, too. So uh, that would be huge. Obviously, could be a game-changer in the NFC East and uh, in the NFC. Uh, you know what? We were talking about this earlier. We didn't get to it. Do you, th- do you think the Cowboys need the one seed in order to make a playoff run? I do. I think the Cowboys do need. I, I think they need home. They need to catch them and win the division. I think they do. They need a, Dallas needs a home, like a home playoff game. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I feel like that. Like for them, I, I don't think they they're best served going on the road, maybe in cold conditions, and going and play. play. I think they need because they, Dallas is like a front running team. Yeah. They need to have be in front of the home crowd, having that home cooking that that. That home field for them, it plays into their psyche. So, I, yes, I do feel like they need that. If the season ended right now, their playoff game would be on the road at Tampa. You think they could win that one? Oh, yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, yeah, but, you know, to, to Damon's point, man, I just have the images. I don't know, man. Maybe home field advantage ain't really a home field advantage. I got just the images of all the fans crying in the stands and all that stuff, all those images. <laughs> that's depressing. But <laughs> <laughs> like, it go bad in Dallas, man. Uh, I, I mean, listen, it's clearly an easier path if you, you know, end up, yeah. you know, having home games. But, like, I, I look at the way the team is built, like the things that they do well, which I think is run the football. Yeah. Quarterback makes great decisions. They have a very good defense. So I, I, like, that travels to me. So, like, do they need it? Like, is it impossible for them with how they're built to go to Tampa and then – you know, go on the road somewhere else. And then, oh, by the way, like, let's just presume that it ends up eventually going through Philadelphia, right? I just think there's an element of when it's a division opponent, mm-hmm. a place that you're used to playing, right. it's like it almost feels normal mm-hmm. to you. Right. Like, I think they can do that. I just need the statistics on what the penalties are on the road versus at home. You talk about crowd noise, not being able to hear stuff, oh, yeah. and stuff like that, procedural issues. All that type of stuff. Because that's been a big issue for Dallas is mm-hmm. penalties. So, uh, so yeah, we'll see. I mean, that's fun. The build-up to that game will be a lot of fun. Both teams look like they can win a bunch of games in between then. Uh, whoever loses is probably going to feel like smashing something. You guys feel like smashing stuff? I do. Let's Mike smash stuff. Welcome to the most dangerous segment. Big man, tiny helmet. Who's getting smashed? Tom Brady's not going to like that. 
So, yeah, this is the part of the show where we all fear for our lives. As Damian Woody on, uh, makes his picks by smashing tiny plastic helmets. So, D. Wood, let's get it started with that big Chiefs Bengals game. Who do you like? Or who do you not like? <sighs> I forgot who you picked this guy. Did I pick that team? No, you, you, you're smashing that team. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I'm smashing that smashing team. Smashing that team. Oh, right. Now, you see how I disintegrated that? You yeah. see that? You, were you didn't catch it. You had yeah. to read it off a sheet. I know, I did. I should have had it in the prompter, right? <laughs> no, listen, listen, I think that. There's not a team in the AFC I think that's more scary right now than, yeah. than the Cincinnati Bengals. Joe, Bur- Joe Burrow, listen, we saw last week going down to Nashville without, without mixing, yeah. without Jamar Eight. Chase, yep. and they go down there and handle business. I think Joe Burrow is rounding in the form. The defense, not a lot of people talk about Cincinnati Bengals defense. Yeah. Their defense is, is pretty legit, so I'm going to go with the Cincinnati Bengals. Ah, it's a big one. They beat them twice You better be right. Year. You yeah. better pick right. Damn, you, you, gotta, you move that hand, man. I wouldn't I would not broken the table. It's not, yeah. it's, not, it's not relevant. The table's holding up. Just fine. We got about six weeks to go. You better pick right, D. Wood. That's Vikings. Yeah, listen, I'm going this. Yeah! yeah. Mike yeah. White! Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I killed. I smoked that right Mike there. Mike White! Smoked it. Yeah, listen. Minnesota, everybody talks about the 9-2 record, but defensively, man, it's, it's a, it, they got some legit issues on that, side of, on that side of the ball. Defensively for the Jets, one of the best defenses in the National Football League. I'm loving the matchup between the secondary sauce and G, uh, DJ Reed and, and, and Justin Jefferson and uh, all those guys. But I think Mike White in the offense they're going to come out on. They're going to be able to score points against that Minnesota defense. So I'm going with the Jets. And they're going to smash him to smithereens. That's right. That's right. Who's getting smashed to smithereens tonight on Thursday night? Yep. That's what I'm doing right there. Oh okay? yeah. Oh, I'm sm- I'm I'm here smashing- playoff mode. I'm, 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 uh. I'm doing really good today. I'm telling you that right now. Listen, I I, I just think you're talking about a you're talking about a ma- in, in two prior matches where the Buffalo Bills didn't even punt the football against the New England Patriots. Yeah, that's uh, okay. And we know that even I, I don't even like that the Minnesota game from last week. We already talked about how bad Minnesota's defense, particularly their pass defense, is. They're going to have a much Patriots have a much harder time going up against. The this Buffalo Bills defense. And listen, the Patriots haven't shown that they've solved the Josh Allen problem. And until they do that, got to ride with the Buffalo Bills. Bills got Tredavious White back last week, too, but that's Ooh, secondary, that's right? right. That's right. So, yeah, that's right. They're getting better. Well, these are our picks. Not a lot of drama there. Everybody likes Buffalo tonight against New England, so we'll see how that goes. Are we safe to take these off now? Yeah, we're good. We're good. I'm not – yeah, I'm not – no, I did a hell of a job. Where my Bunsen burner at? Yeah, I'm not I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. not touching that. That's right. Hey, anyway, tomorrow our NBA doubleheader on ESPN and the app is going to show you LeBron James and the Lakers against Giannis and the Bucks. It starts at 6.30 Central and 4.30 Pacific. The Stephen A's telecast on ESPN2. Then it is Steph of the Warriors hosting DeMar DeRozan and the Bulls. Our coverage tips off with NBA Countdown at 7 on ESPN and the app. Coming up after us on first take, LeBron James talked about Jerry Jones yesterday, asking why the Cowboys owner isn't under more scrutiny for a controversial photo that surfaced recently. What the King said and why it's important, they'll discuss on first take when we're done here on Get Up. In the meantime, we got to clean up. There's a bunch of debris. Yeah, we got pieces. Mike White! Yeah, we, we got, got pieces room. everywhere. Yeah. We're, we're good, though. We're good. We're good. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. 
From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, here's this weekend's featured college football lineup. Conference Championship Saturday begins at noon Eastern. With three games on ABC and Sunday on ESPN at noon Eastern, we will have the exclusive reveal of the final college football playoff rankings and find out who the top four teams will be playing in the Fiesta and Peach Bowl. It is Throwback Thursday, so we are throwing it back to one of the greatest quarterback performances in NFL history. On this day in 2002, low death. You're giving me, look, the cameraman can't even keep up. Michael Vick, in just his second season in the league, outran the entire Vikings defense on a 46-yard This was a walk-off, right? In overtime, to sink the Vikings 30-24. In this game, he became the first quarterback in NFL history to throw and run for 150 yards in a single game. And 173 rushing yards Hmm. at the time was most by any quarterback uh, in a single game at that time. What was it like to play against Michael Vick, Bart Scott? Yo, he was a problem. He's the guy to make you grab. See, 58 right there, he, he going to be in meetings like, yeah, what you? What the hell you expect me to do, coach? You can't do what I hate. Yeah, that black one Vick. You get yeah. on the field. got all kinds of angles. Yo, he grabbed you. He may make you grab your hamstring. It's one of those, like, you're in halftime. Like, all right, anybody got any ideas? Great about that, too. He launches the ball into the stands and then just runs off the field. Coach is like, it ain't so far, you just wasn't born that way. You don't want to worry about it. <laughs> Special talent. It, I, as, a, as an offensive lineman, you a couple yards, you got a young man. You got that. He made, make my job. Man, you ain't trying to chase him. Yeah, man. I ain't chasing none of that. <laughs> we'll see you when you get back. That's right. Yeah, that's I'm right. not expending any energy. Nope. <laughs> this is a lot of fun. Yeah. Thanks for getting up with us. Open, Open up your heart. Open it's heart, heart season. Gotta Love. Gotta wait for us next. 